Good morning, church. Turn to your neighbor and greet them. Good morning. Give your neighbor a handshake, say good morning. Give your other neighbor a handshake, say good morning. Give the neighbor behind you a handshake, say good morning. Give the neighbor in front of you a handshake, say good morning. And greet the viewers all over the world on Emmanuel TV, good morning. Yes, once again, you are welcome to the presence of God in Jesus' name. You may have your seats. People of God, at some level in life, we all hunger for meaning in our lives. We all thirst for purpose in our lives, for, for truth, for reality. But if you take a look at what is happening in society today, you would realize that many people do not have a well-defined purpose for their lives. You see the masses out there are, are, are merely wondering, unsure of their, their goals, their dreams, their purpose in life. And a man without purpose is a man without direction. You can liken it to a boat in the middle of a sea. And as a storm suddenly brews, you see that boat being pushed left and right, front and back. It goes north and then south and then east and then west. No direction. This is a picture of what is happening to many in our generation today. People today do things out of general trend rather than personal conviction. You see people following man's majority instead of God's authority. You see people listening to the, the testimony of the crowd instead of listening to the testimony of their conscience. People are so easily influenced by what they see, what they hear, what they read, what they watch, what other people tell them. And remember, people of God, what the psalmist said in that book of Psalm 12, verse 2. He said, everyone lies to his neighbor. Whom then can we believe? Where, where then is truth in a world that is so dominated by falsehood? In the midst of all of these voices, in the midst of all of these different philosophies and theories and ideologies, how can we discern between what is true and what is false? between what is fantasy and what is reality. People of God, I have a very simple message for you today. The only source 
of truth in this world is the living word of God. I repeat once again, the only source of truth in this world is the living word of God. There is no reality outside of God. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor. Say, neighbor. There is no reality outside of God. There's none. He is the way, the truth, the life. He is the beginning, the middle, and the end. In this journey in life, in this journey through life, in Him we must set out. In Him we must go on. And in Him we must finish up. It's all about Jesus. It is all about Jesus. But so many people today are living without direction because they're so easily tossed around by the winds and the waves and the storms of life. People of God, everything in this world is subject to change. Feelings, emotions, they can change. Circumstances, situations, they can change. Position, possessions, change. The only thing that will remain the same yesterday today and forever is the Word of God. That's the only thing that remains stable in an unstable world, steady in an unsteady world, constant in a changing world. So for your life to be steady, for your life to be stable, for your life to have purpose and meaning, you must Build your life on the truth of God's word. In other words, stop living in fantasy and return to reality. This brings us to the title of today's message, Return to Reality. Tell your neighbor, say neighbor. Say neighbor. Stop living in fantasy and return to reality. Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of First Peter, chapter one, and I'm gonna read from verses 23 to 25. The Bible reads thus. For you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable seed through the living and enduring word of God. Verse 24, all people are like grass and all their glory is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of the Lord endures forever. I repeat once again, The grass withers, the the flowers 
fall. But the word of the Lord endures forever. Everything in this world has an expiry date. Fame is fading. Beauty is fleeting. Position is passing. Just take a look at history. The presidents of today can be the prisoner of tomorrow. The big man in society today can be the beggar on the streets tomorrow. The star, the celebrity, the icon today can be the suicide victim tomorrow. Satan can destroy in a second what you have built for years without God. But despite this, this evidence, despite what's happening in our lives and in society, it, it is so painful today, painful to see people, especially the young people of our generation, to see people spend so much of their precious time, consume so much of their energy, devote so much of their attention to the pursuit of these fading things that cannot fulfill them. And I used to ask, why? Why? Why, why do people continue to chase after and run after and seek these things? And I believe the answer is very simple. For many people today, their lives are based on fantasy, not reality. This fantasy has eaten deep into the fabric of our society. You, you see what's happening. You see, today, people's understanding of success is often based on fantasy. What do I mean? They measure success by how much material possessions they gain or earn or get, how much money you make, how much possessions you acquire, how much your name is known, seems to be a signal of success to many people of the world today. In the same vein, their understanding of process is based on fantasy. Process. They feel that they can just walk on a red carpet to success. They can reap where they have not sown. They do not involve any pain in the process to get there. And look, take a look at what's happening in society. I want to give you a few examples of this. This is true all over the world. But most especially here in Africa and Nigeria, where I've had the privilege of living for so many years, there is this fantasy that the grass is always greener on the other side. I just need to travel abroad at all costs. If I can just get out of my country, my nation, then I'll suddenly automatically find success or peace or purpose. And you see people today, we at the Synagogue Church of All Nations, we have received countless thousands of young Nigerians deported from the nation of Libya, trying to reach Europe at all costs. And they have lost everything for the pursuit of fantasy. Young, intelligent, vibrant men and women, many of them have even lost their lives on a journey that they will not even reach their destination. Because they're, they're being driven by this fantasy that I just have to get out, I have to travel, I have to be there. 
And the reality is this, brethren. The reality is that every nation has its challenges. The answer is not where you want to be. The answer is where God wants you to be. It's not where you are that counts. It's who you are. I'm not saying there's anything wrong in traveling abroad. No, if it's in God's way and God's time and in line with your destiny. But don't give your life away to this fantasy. Let me give you another example. In our society today, there's this fantasy that money answers all things. People today, they want to make money at all costs, no matter the cost. You see people today, they're ready to steal, kill, destroy to get money. People have sacrificed their values, sacrificed their morals, sacrificed their dignity, their conscience to try and get money. And the reality, the reality is that treasures here on earth have a habit of disappointing their owner. Only treasure stored in heaven is permanent. If your life is focused on only making money, a large slice of life will pass you by. But the young people today, in our society today, they want to make money at all costs. It's fantasy. What about the way we view our appearance, our image? Today, the fantasy is that it's all about how I look, all about my appearance, all about how I present myself. You see, people today are so consumed, so concerned about what people say about them, how they look, how they appear. People are even living beyond their means to try and fit in with a certain crowd or, or move in a certain way. But let me tell you, people of God, the people you are dressing to impress do not own your future. The people you are striving to please do not hold your destiny. The reality is that your worth, your value is not determined by how you look or what people say about you. You are what God says you are. You have what God says you have and you can do what God says you can do. And the danger in this fantasy is that you can never be fulfilled. Let, let, me, let me ask for one volunteer. One volunteer, please. Very quick example. One volunteer. Okay, thank you very much, sir. I just want to show to you in a very practical way the danger of giving your life to a fantasy. Now, sir, this is what you're looking for. You want this. This is what you're after. And I want you to take a step and take it from me. Just take a step. Just keep getting for it. Stop! This is a picture of fantasy. Each step you take, thinking you'll get what you're looking for, seems to make the journey longer. And before you realize it, you're back to where you started and you still haven't got what you want. It's like chasing shadow instead of pursuing substance. Thank you, sir. You can take the apple. God bless you. Have your seats. You can take it. This is a picture 
of people pursuing fantasy. So I put this question to you today, people of God. Is your life based on the reality of God's word or the fantasy of this world? Your marriage, your business, your home, your finances, are they built on the reality of God's word or the fantasy of this world? This is a question for you to ponder on today because people of God, if you build your life on fantasy, you build your house on sand. We know, we know the, the, the parable in that book of Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7 from verses 24 to 27, the parable of the wise man who built his house upon the rock and the parable of the foolish man who built his house upon the sand. I'm going to jump straight to verse 27. It says this, for the man who built his house on the sand, it says this, the rain came down, the floods came up, the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell with a great crash. I have some sand here today. Take a look. This is sand. No matter how big you build your house, no matter how beautiful it looks, no matter how much time and energy you've spent on building this beautiful house, if your foundation is sand, when the streams and the winds and the waves of life hits, your building will collapse. Many dreams today are built on sand. That's why they crash. When, when, when the rains of failure fall, when the floods of disappointment rise, when the winds of betrayal hits, the dream quickly turns into a nightmare. Many marriages, marriages today, they're built on the sands of fantasy. You, you, you see people marry today because this man is handsome. This woman is beautiful. Your bodies agree, but your hearts don't agree. And the marriage becomes competition instead of cooperation. And what happens when the rains of <laughs> marital challenges come down? When the floods of jealousy and envy come up? When the winds of temptation beats against the marriage, the marriage collapses and ends in divorce. And innocent children end up being brought up in a broken home. Many businesses today are built on the sands of fantasy. You're doing the business, 
not because it's what you love, not because it's what gives you joy, it's what you saw your friend do that succeeds. Your business is based on imitation, not inspiration. And what happens? The rains, the rains of failure come down. And the, the floods of disappointments come up and the winds of debt blow the business. Collapses. I put it to you again today. Is your life built on the sands, the sinking sands of fantasy or the solid rock of God's word? Because in life, there are trials. In life, there are troubles. Challenges are part and parcel of greatness. This, this doctrine that uh, no challenges, no sickness, no hardship in my journey to the throne is fantasy. It's not rooted in the reality of God's word. It's fantasy. The Bible says in this world there will be trouble. It's only in heaven there's no disturbance. A mature Christian is tested by his ability to face problems and deal with difficulties. But if your life is based on this fantasy and trouble comes, disappointment strikes, failure comes, what happens? You, you begin to react emotionally. You react intellectually to your situation. What do I mean by react emotionally? You base your, your spiritual experiences on feelings and emotions. When your prayer is not answered, you feel that God is being unfair to you. You feel that God is being unjust to you. You begin to look at God in a bad light. You feel He has not heard your prayers. You begin to compare yourself with others. You find yourself complaining, grumbling, moaning, worrying, wondering, and before you know it, your situation misleads you. Or you react intellectually to your Challenges. What do I mean? You respond to reason instead of the Word of God. If you have faith in anything, it is in what man has done. Science, works, organization. You, you look for people who will give you advice. Good intentioned people, but giving you advice from a human point of view. You receive help that is not sanctioned by God. You look for shortcuts and alternatives to try and escape from reality. And you st it does not take you long to realize that these shortcuts, these alternatives have a habit of disappointing you. Because in the process of looking for a shortcut, you begin to do things without reference to God until you come to a dead end. People of God, shortcuts do not work. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor. neighbor. Look at them very well. Say, neighbor. neighbor. Shortcuts do not work. Shortcuts do not work. You see someone come to you and say, yes, you follow this way. You can get money very quickly. 
You see someone coming to you and say, look, there's a way you can cheat on this exam, get the answers. You see someone that comes to you and says, yes, this is the easy way out, no stress, no struggle, run away. If the process is not of God, the end is always bad. Look, there is no shortcut to success because life is a marathon, not a sprint. You may look at me and say, but yeah, but brother Chris, this guy at my workplace, he did it and he got away with it. What if that lady in school, she cheated and she seems to have got her results. Why, why are you so talking like this? People get away with this stuff. You may seem to get away with it, but you cannot get away with peace. There is a relationship between truth and peace because what comes from God goes to Him. What comes from truth goes to truth. What comes from stealing goes to stealing. What comes from destruction goes to destruction. If your life is based on fantasy, you can never have real peace. You can never have real joy. You may create happiness for a moment, but you can't have internal joy. You may, you may be able to, to fake a smile, to deceive people. You can't fake peace of heart. No matter how clever and cunning you are as a thief, you can steal anything in this world, but no one can steal peace of hearts. You can even do plastic surgery to alter your appearance, your physical appearance, but no surgeon can stitch up the wounds of your conscience. Well did the psalmist say in Psalm 84 verse 10, better is one day in the house of God than thousands elsewhere. People of God, as I bring this message to a conclusion, I want to repeat in life, there are storms. In life, there are trials. In life, there are troubles. So the only way to stay steady, steadfast, in a world that is unsteady, is to build your life upon the solid rock of God's Word. On Christ, the solid rock, I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. Your anchor must be securely fastened to God's Word or else your, your faith may get shipwrecked when the storms and the winds and the rains hit. We must come back to God's Word, return to reality, build our foundation on the living truth of God's Word. God's Word is a tool in the hands of the Holy Spirit to nurture us, to furnish us with everything we need to succeed here on earth. The Word helps man to walk with God, to receive from God, and to fulfill God's will on earth as it is in heaven. So what is the way out? What, what do we need to do now to return to reality? It's very simple, people of God. Spend more time feeding your spirits than you do feeding your flesh.
give more attention to satisfying your soul than you do to satisfying your senses. You must embrace the wonderful Word of God as the most effective instrument for change. Because feeding on God's Word is feeding on God's wisdom, feeding on God's ability, feeding on God's very life. As we feed on the Word of God, it cultivates us, it strengthens us, it builds up our spiritual life, it builds faith into us, it builds God's ability into us, it builds into us every attractive thing we see in the life of Jesus. It makes the Word a reality to us. And when the Word becomes a reality, we become Word-minded and God-minded. The Word of God becomes the database for our personal opinion. The Word of God prevails over sense evidence, over thinking processes. So people of God, in a simple conclusion, if you have taken God's Word to heart and truly made it part of you, it will by its very nature change you. And when it does, you will find yourself called to act with God. You will get God's opinion of yourself and others. You will work with His projects, get His ideas, see life as He sees it. It doesn't mean there will not be challenges. Challenges will come, but your focus will be on your comforter instead of your enemy. You will be discussing your faith in God instead of your doubts. You will be discussing the promise of victory instead of your warfare. You will be discussing the one who is fighting for you instead of your battle because you know truth never loses the battle. No matter how long a lie is sustained, the truth will someday prevail. No matter how fast a lie runs, the truth will someday overtake it. So stop living in fantasy and would return to the reality of God's word. May God bless his word in the midst of our hearts. In Jesus' name.